You're listening to the HR Happy Hour Show with hosts Steve Bones and Trish McFuck. Since 2009, the HR Happy Hour Show has been bringing you thought leaders, workplace and technology experts, academics, and more to take on the most important and interesting topics impacting work, human resources, technology, and workplace. Learn more and listen to all the show archives at www.hrhappyhour.net. Welcome to the HR Happy Hour Show. My name is Steve Bose. I am joined by, of course, Trish McFarland. Hey, How are Steve. you, Trish? I'm good. How are you? We're like here together. Live and in person. Live and good in person. Good to see you. My favorite shows. It's, uh, it's uh, been a great couple of weeks. We had a great run at HR Tech. I was at OC Tanner. Now I'm here at Saba Insights where we are recording live from Scottsdale, Arizona. Wow, what a wonderful location. It's gorgeous. If anyone has not been here to, to this particular location, you need to be here. It's the Fairmount Princess, is that right? Fairmount Princess? Fairmont Princess, yes. Hotel, I what princess Amazing. they're referring to. I don't know. 65 acres, it's absolutely stunning. So many things to do, but the main thing is Saba Insights. So Yeah, a couple of things. Days. We have a really cool show lined up for us. A couple of great guests waiting in the wings. I just want to make a couple of quick announcements. Of course, I want to thank our friends and show sponsor, Virgin Pulse, www.virginpulse.com. Last week, Trish, out at the OC Tanner event, I had the great pleasure of seeing my friend and frequent HR Happy Hour show guest, Dr. Rajiv Kumar, present kind of well, well-being trends and kind of innovation and well-being. It was a great presentation, so good to see Rajiv and, and some of the Virgin Pulse folks last week. That's great. Wonderful news. It was. So that's it. I don't have any other, any, anything else to say. No, I think we should get right into it. I mean, this is a, a big event and there's lots going on, so we'll dive right in. All right, let's welcome our guest to the show. First up, we have Connie Costigan from Saba. Connie, how are you? Good, Steve. How are you, do- how are you doing? Hey, Trish. Hi. Connie, you look great. You look like $100 running this event. I'm a little tired, I gotta say. I All right. don't know about that. Great to see you. Also, we're joined by today Helen Rossiter from West Marine. Helen, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me here. Great to see you. Thanks for coming. So before we get to Helen and what's going on at West Marine, which is a really interesting story, That's Connie, nice. we'll throw it to you. Maybe tell us a little bit about what's happening here at Saba Insights and just kind of give us the vibe and what's happening, kind of, what's your feel here? And tell us some of the good news from Saba. The vibe is awesome. So besides the fact that I'm tired because events like this can be pretty draining for the team that runs them, it is such an amazing experience. This is what we live for at Saba to be able to spend this kind of time with our customers where we share with each other. We're inspired by their stories. They're inspired by what they're hearing about what we're doing with our innovation roadmap, which is one of our big announcements here at Insight that we shared yesterday, um, and sort of where we're taking talent development as a company. Um, but the, the connections that we make, uh, the fun that we have, the awesome educational content, folks like you, Steve and Trish, that are able to join us and connect with our customers. I do make per- it. I do make an event yeah. extra special. There's no doubt you about do. that. And even participating in in some of our tracks, it's it's just phenomenal. So this is an amazing experience for for anybody at Saba and, and definitely. For and our and before we, we bring Helen aboard and we'll talk about West Marine and what's going on there, I just want to shout out to Connie. It's been a very long time since you've been on the show. And I don't know if you've ever actually been on the show, I but, facilitated but getting- <laughs> Connie hosted HR Happy Hour Show Episode 8, a single-digit episode 
at the home office, Halogen Software at the time mm -hmm. in Ottawa, Canada. I think that's amazing. I feel like there's a should memorable be night, an award, a T-shirt, something for Connie. Like uh, you know what it is? She needs an HR Happy Hour T-shirt with the number eight on the back. That yeah. is perfect, guys. And let me tell you what else we needs to happen. We need to go back to the scene of that crime. There we do. And yes. do another show. Yeah. Let's, let's make let's that happen. That. Just let's not in the winter. I was going to say, let's do it in winter. <laughs> you don't want to come to Ottawa in the winter. I, I do know. not. I do not. Helen Rossiter, West Marine. Yes. Tell us about yourself and then a little bit about West Marine, and then we'll get into some of the cool things that are happening uh, at, at West Marine. At West Marine. Okay, so I am a senior learning talent development specialist, say that three times fast, uh, for West Marine. And I've been with the company now for about 10 years. I joined them from previous retail learning and okay. talent development companies. And over the course of the last three to four years, I've been the lead on implementing our new HRM system provided by Saba Cloud. Thank you very much. Uh, they were happy well, to provide it, I'm they sure. Were happy to provide it. And what that has done for West Marine has just grown our, our people, grown our talent development initiatives, strategies by leaps and bounds. So I've been a part of that for the last three to four years. And just to set level set, what's West Marine actually do? So West Marine is a national retailer. So we're pretty much from coast to coast, even in Puerto Rico, for anything for your life on the water. So whether you're a sailor, whether you're a power boater, whether you like to go tubing, or you just like to go out with a friend who has a boat, we have everything for that recreational activity. So cool. fixing your boat to clothing to Yeti coolers. I have to tell you, I think I'm going to be the newest customer. You, Seriously, I know you're, you're a boater. I know. We're big boat people, and we don't have any boating-type stores near where we live in Illinois. And so it's very good to find one that we can visit online and certainly, uh, you know, every year, tubes and all the different things that you need for the boat. So cool. I'm looking forward to checking it out. Our, so. biggest, our biggest store is the one online. That's awesome. Oh, like Can you tell us a little one. bit about how many employees you have? And I know you've been there 10 years. Mm -hmm. Like, how, how have you been growing and that sort of that sort of thing? So uh, as we grow as a company, we have been, we're up to about 250 stores now. Okay. And primarily along the coast, but some inland around like the Great Lakes and large bodies of water. Our associate count ranges because we are seasonal. Our Christmas is not the typical retailer's Christmas. Yeah, we, we have Black Friday and we have Christmas time, but our holiday is truly summer. Right. So right. that makes sense. Right before summer, we may ramp up to four to 5,000 associates. And wow, then out okay. of season, we kind of ramp down to about two to 3,000. Okay. And that includes our call center, distribution centers, and retail locations. Very good. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Go ahead, Trish. I, I was just going to say, I mean, I think what's, what's most interesting to me is, especially when you're managing a workforce that does have the, the big fluctuations throughout the year, um, it's, it's extra important that you have technology that's backing up the, the ability to find those people, keep those people, get them the learning they need in, in time. And I think some of the things I found most interesting about hearing about your story was really around some of the challenges that a lot of different retailers or companies in general have around how you pay your people, how you're enticing them um, from a total rewards perspective. But I think what West Marine is doing is, is a little bit different. Can you maybe talk a little bit about um, your particular approach to pay in, in the retail environment and what you've been doing with uh, Saba in partnership to make that something that's very enticing and different from where they might work for a different retailer. Certainly. So, you know, keeping employees and keeping what we call associates, um, that retention, keeping that number low, really is involved around a, a few things. Yes, pay is a component, 
But with minimum wages changing nationwide, with just economy being the way it is, we have to look at other ways that our associates find value in the place that they work. And that might be things like recognition, uh, feedback, how do we develop our associates so that they can have that personal growth is just as important as the paycheck that they collect. Not to say that the paycheck isn't important, <laughs> but it's, you have to bring something else to the table, otherwise they'll just go to the next paycheck that's a little higher, yeah. versus being able to work for a company that they enjoy working. Most of our associates are boaters. They mm. want to work where they have their fun. Sure. Mm. And by also helping them with their personal development, it's just that added component. Can you talk a little bit about some of the personal development that they're getting, for example, that helps you differentiate from another retailer or even another boating retailer that they might want to go work for? Because I know it seems like you've really been doing a lot just in that area in general. Just maybe a few little examples of how your, okay. how your associates are, are seeing that learning play out. So we have what we call in our company IDP, which stands for Individual Development Program or Plan. And associates are encouraged to figure out what it is they want to do, to be honest. I mean, it's, it's as easy as what's your dream. Okay. Where do you like want to be that. in five to ten years? I love that. What's your dream? That, that's really where it love starts. It. Awesome. We did a lot of research with other companies that do something similar to this. Uh, Lululemon was a big one that we looked at. Um, we looked at Strength Finders. We looked at a book called... Uh, Help them grow or watch them go. Yes, thank you. Yeah, she, she presented. She presented at our conference. Julie exactly. Winkler. Yeah, Julie, yesterday on the panel, absolutely. Right. And her presentation was great too. We used a lot of uh, that. What's in that book? In this, we needed to make sure, though, because we are nationwide, mm -hmm. that we included a technical aspect. We, it had to be scalable. Um, Lululemon's format was great, but it's. A, a picture on the back wall or it's a word doc on the back wall and we wanted something that was more recognizable across the company. That's it? It's that simple? A picture on the wall? That's can what Lululemon has, yeah. That's fascinating. I'll look that one up. But go to any of their stores. It's, they have it in the yeah, back not, of the store. I'm not sure I'm the target market for that stuff. I'll have to look. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they cater to a slimmer guy. <laughs> but you know what's interesting to me is that you're taking real examples that are working for those companies mm -hmm. but you're applying it into yeah, an that's organization super that... Yeah that you might not normally associate, you know, a, a boat retailer mm -hmm. with, with a Lululemon, right? Mm -hmm. So that something can actually be tweaked and made different and scalable, to your point, right. and then having technology do that for you and help support you with the technology. I think that's what's fascinating to me because we, we hear about a lot of, of different technologies um, nowadays, but they don't all have that story behind them of how you can actually put it into practice. So that's mm -hmm. something Steve and I... We were just talking about it. if it's not able to be put into practice in your organization, it's really not that interesting. Yeah. Right. And you have to connect. You, you bring up a good point. It has to connect to the organization. Yeah. So, yeah, I have a dream. Mm -hmm. Our second step is what's my strength? Okay. What is the thing I'm really good at? Everybody's good at a bunch of things, but really there's that one or two, two things that you're the go-to person for. And by using your strengths and knowing where you want to go, you start to make a plan to get there. And that's where our managers come in. They have the conversations. But the key is tying it to the organizational need. And that's our fourth step, which is uh, our, our growth. Everything's my dream, my strength, my plan, but it's our growth. Because really it's connecting what opportunities do we have in the company, what needs do we have in the company that can help you get to your dream because you need to develop writing skills or you need to develop uh, public speaking 
there's opportunities in the company where we can grow and, and help you develop those strengths and the company grows too. You know what's super interesting to me is, and maybe it's because I'm, I'm, I don't read enough or I don't get out enough, but like, I almost feel like a lot of the things you're talking about in the examples that I read them or presentations we see at conferences, they feel like they're the domain of, I don't know, high-tech companies, professional service companies, mm-hmm. like you know, so-called white-collar companies, right? It, it's, it's, is this unusual, say, in a retail environment? You said you had a press retail experience mm-hmm. as well before West Marine. Is this unusual in this high-volume nationwide retail environment to make these kinds of very deliberate, intentional investments in the growth of the frontline people? Or am I missing something? It seems very novel to me. It has been something that has kept me with West Marine, to be honest, because I love their focus on their people. They have a very clear understanding that our store associates are really what drive the company and being able to recognize them for for what they're doing. So I want to say it's a little novel only because my other retailers Mm -hmm. really weren't focusing on it, (laughs) but I have to say my other retailers weren't as as successful as West Marine. I was just going to say, what you're talking about maybe not, you know, in white collar as well, I I find this really fascinating just because it's sort of like perfect textbook HR meets technology, but you're actually doing it. Like, I think that a lot of people, we go to a lot of events, a lot of people talk about this. I find very few who are actually able to say, I've operationalized it using the technology and it really impacts my people. I don't know. I former HR person myself, that, that's a really hard thing to do. What you just laid out in four seemingly easy steps very, very hard to operationalize in an organization, especially of the size of yours. Um, and so, yeah, kudos to you. Well, I think I, that's a yeah, big and I challenge. think I, I would imagine. I don't want to assume this, so I'll ask. I got to imagine there's there's got to be uh, a culture slash leadership angle here that's coming into play in order to sort of fund these investments. And, and mm-hmm. because it's easy to kind of feel that people, especially retail workers, frontline people, you know, relatively lower paid people. Like it's easy to look at them as, oh, they're just fungible. Okay, if they quit, we'll just hire the next person, right? And, and maybe the labor market's a lot tighter now than it used to be, et cetera, et cetera. But you've been doing this for 10 years, it sounds like. Uh, can you maybe comment a little bit about sort of leadership and culture and how that plays into uh, these programs and this investment in employees? Certainly. So, yes, it is, it is challenging. I, I will not, I'll be very transparent with that one. But by having a leadership-supported approach, that really helps because if it's important to your boss or it's important to your boss's boss, then that gets the focus, right? So what we did is we actually created a pilot program for this to to drive it. We called it our DM development program. So anybody in the IDP that expressed the, the desire to be a district manager, and it didn't matter if you were a cashier, a store manager, or an office okay. clerk, you could apply for this program. And it's, it's a, I won't go into all the details here. We had a whole process for it. But once we were said and done and we had made the selection process and we had gone through all the criteria, we selected six people to be part of this pilot program. Okay. After our first year, we're happy to say that of those six people, five have received promotions into either a district manager role or one very equivalent we had two go into district manager roles, one into our largest store. It's 50,000 square feet, the size of Costco. So we basically call it its own Where, Where's that store? Where, what Fort city? Lauderdale. Nice. Okay. And then uh, one lady had needed a little larger store experience. She's already moved into that larger store and continuing her path. And then the final one just actually as of last month got uh, the position of district manager. So it really showed to other people 
this is why we need to keep our foot on the gas for this because it works. So That's great. when the challenges come up, you can just, we have advocates now for the program. I love it. I was just going to say, you have real people who can then also go tell anyone else coming into the organization or anyone who's already there saying, look, they, this worked for me. They support me. I have a say, which I think is so unique. Um, can you talk a little bit about, I mean, you're touching on it already, but a little bit more around this, this whole employee-driven approach, because that is very novel. I have not heard many companies doing that. It's usually the employer driving it. Um, yeah, you, take this mandatory training right, kind of thing. Right, right. And, we, and we've heard that we need to, you know, yesterday in one of the sessions it was to cut mandatory out of, <laughs> out of our vocabulary, right? We've heard that from... From the HR bartender, Charlene Lobby, um, I, I think that, can you talk a little bit about, though, you, you've called it people-centric approach um, and employee driven. maybe just a little bit, how, how does that philosophy come about, and how, do, how are you finding people that, that live that philosophy, because it sounds like you're pretty successful there. So I think that it really stems to the concept that people buy in when it's, the, when it's theirs. It, it, if a boss tells me to do something, okay, I'm going to get it done by this time or this date, and that's my deadline. Mm-hmm. But if I'm bought in, if it's something that I'm driving, I'm going that extra mile. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at how the things connect in different ways, and I'm able to expand programs. I'm able to – I volunteer now for stretch assignments that suddenly doesn't feel like just extra workload. Right. Now it's the stretch assignment that's going to help me get to where I want to go. I'm going to invest more into it. And so part of this DM program is it wasn't limited to just those six people. Just those six people were flown out for mentoring meetings and things, mm-hmm. but everybody could continue the, the experiential learnings that everybody else was going through. We provided the list. It was very transparent. Anybody could do them. Mm-hmm. And you started to see people doing some of those stretch assignments on their own which then a district manager could look at that store manager and say, hey, here's a go-to person who wants to step up that mm-hmm. they may not have seen before. And so it's important that it is people, people-centric and it's individually driven because that's when you get the best results. I, I, I love the idea that you're able to capture some of those people that maybe a store manager wouldn't have seen before because I think that's true in every organization I've worked in where you know, you'll be surprised the, the person that, that is willing to step up and maybe do something way outside of what you would even expect but if they're the ones who are given the opportunity to drive it. So having a very um, precise way of making that available for them is, is certainly unique, yeah. I think. You know, a lot, of, a lot of organizations haven't figured that part out yet, so yeah. that's very unique. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the role the technology plays, mm-hmm. maybe without diving into every little kind of button and, and, and switch, et cetera, but like you mentioned, uh, your national company mm-hmm. stores coast to coast, some big stores, some smaller stores, et cetera, et cetera. The need to sort of make, uh, make this training and development opportunities accessible to employees, no matter where they are, uh, be able to connect employees with each other, management down to the employee level, et cetera. So what, what, are, what are some of the ways technology is helping you achieve the organizational goals that you've set out to achieve? So we were looking for uh, a platform because we knew we wanted to grow. We need, but we needed a platform that would grow with us and scale with us. And we are a small training team. For, for our 250 stores and umpteen thousand associates, we were just a training team of three. Okay. And really that was the boss, the head guy, and two people who did the work. That's what that guy did nothing. Right? <laughs> well, no, we didn't say that. You didn't say that. But you know what? I think you're speaking to a lot of, of, of listeners who are probably in the same boat, right? Oh, yeah. So you're, you're proof it's possible. It's possible. Right? With the right technology platform to... Exactly. And so what we wanted is we had to turn a training team of three into one of 5,000. 
And the way to do that is social collaboration. And so we knew that we wanted a tool that was centered on learning, mm -hmm. but connected to performance and connected to feedback and connected to recognition. And what Sala did for us, and just as one call, and I know we're not getting into the buttons and the toggles, but one of them is called impressions because we use Sala Cloud. Um, I know they have a version of it in talent space. Uh, but our, our Saba Cloud is called Impressions, and what it allows folks to do is I could have a, an executive who's out on a fishing trip in Michigan, and he his rod broke, and he has to go get new stuff. Mm -hmm. It goes into a store, has a wonderful experience with an associate, leaves an impression on his mobile device on our platform that suddenly that associate's boss gets an email that says that their associate has been recognized by... I'm making this up now, but mm -hmm. our CEO, because right. it's been sure. pretty close to that. Sure. And now suddenly that associate is not only getting recognized in his store, now all of a sudden an associate down in Florida sees it because it's on our feed on the technology, and it just it, it organically grows from there. Mm -hmm. And then that manager doesn't have to remember what happened eight months later on a performance review. That information pulls right in. Right. And so it just, it breaks down these silos, it breaks down these walls, and now associates are able to recognize other associates beyond the four walls of their store. Connie, can you maybe talk a little bit broader too about that? Because I think that's a really good example. Are you seeing other customers having sort of those same kinds of results where it, it just really breaks down those silos? Because I think that's something that so many organizations struggle with. Absolutely. Well, I mean, technology can certainly bring disparate groups together and, and sort of unify what you're looking to do. But one of the things that I love about what Helen has shared and what other customers have done when it comes to things like feedback and impressions within Sava Cloud and our other solutions is you can align that to your culture. You can create a culture of feedback. You can really enable it um, using that tool because it, it can be very uh, viral. It can be uh, a, a wonderful kind of contagious thing to happen within the company. Um, training your leaders and your managers and your employees on how to give feedback is critical. Um, so it's, it's this kind of perfect storm of what you want your leaders and your people to be able to do and making sure they get that right as part of your strategy and then having the technology to enable that, that's, that's really the, the best intersection of HR strategy and, and the tech. And you can align it to your values, you can align it to the things you care about within your organization, um, whether they're co key competencies or values, and tweak those impressions or feedback based on those so that you're also driving those values within your culture. You know, it's, that it's, it's a really interesting story and an interesting application of these technologies mm -hmm. and also kind of makes me think of how these tools are evolving a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. And I've, I talked about this. We've done about three shows on performance yeah. management specifically lately. Mm -hmm. And even some of what you're, you're saying here, Helen, has mm -hmm. happening at West Marine. It's like, just remember when all those kind of, when we said four or five years ago, okay, no more performance mm -hmm. reviews, right? right? One of the presenters last week at OC Tanner called it the Deloitte disruption moment. When right. Deloitte came out and <laughs> said, out. we're not doing performance reviews anymore. Yeah. And then they had to figure out what to do next. And like the pendulum, and I said this in the last show, so I apologize, listeners, if you heard me make this speech last time, but I'm going to make it again. That pendulum swung all mm -hmm. the way the other direction, right? Mm -hmm. So many organizations at least conceptually said, we're going to move away from annual structured performance reviews to the furthest thing away from it we can get, mm -hmm. right? Which was so unstructured, and it was maybe an app, a smiley face on an app, and, mm -hmm. and it, it just went out to the ether 
you couldn't really report on it. You couldn't, you couldn't yeah. c connect it to anything else. It didn't flow into anything or, or support anything else. It sounds really interesting now that that pendulum's coming back a little bit. It's not coming back all the way necessarily to annual performance reviews with ratings, mm -hmm. et cetera, yep. but it's getting more structured and it's getting more tied into organizational goals, mm -hmm. culture statements, et cetera, maybe performance reviews. It, it's, it's kind of funny to me. I, it's not really a question, it's just an observation. I, I, well, I would just say, though, I think what, it's, what you're seeing different is it's tying into how work actually happens mm -hmm. versus just to a rating. And, and, that's and, what and tying that's back what into, Helen, you said how part four was working. the organization's goals, our right. growth, right? Exactly. I, I think yeah. that's also the key as well, that these kind of recognition moments are now finding their way to making sure that eventually we're supporting the goals of the organization too. And, and that's what got lost a couple years ago when we decided to throw away the performance mm -hmm. review, I Well, think. And I tell you, I mean, as someone who's been through many performance reviews in my life, I never once felt like that was recognition. For me, and, and maybe, maybe I'm the oddball, I, I, am, mm -hmm. I am someone who is quite embarrassed about tr true recognition. I would much rather have someone who sees me doing something good have a mechanism to tell my boss versus, you know, I just, I don't really flourish under that. So it's having that technology supported way that my boss can still find out I'm doing something or maybe other people on my team can see that I've done something that's above and beyond or whatever feels a whole lot different than you, my boss, giving me your opinion of me in a performance rating. That, to me, that's two completely different feelings that that evokes. One feels more like sitting down with my principal from school, right, mm -hmm. like to, to get in trouble for something versus something that's organic and more genuine in the moment. Mm -hmm. and, and having technology capture that is it's brilliant, I think. I think it also allows for that organic growth outside your department. So whereas so you get that recognition, if it's in a public way, like impressions are on, mm -hmm. the, on our feedback feed, or I'm sorry, our activity feed, then if someone else has a question about something, yeah. say someone gets a recognition on really knowing engine parts really, really well, mm. if, in, in our exactly. example, sure. now another associate knows who they can reach out to when they have engine part questions. Exactly. And that gives you a different kind of recognition as mm -hmm. well, having that peer-to-peer -peer mm -hmm. being seen as a subject matter expert that your, your people in those stores may have never connected any other way. Right. Yeah. And now you've got them a mechanism to connect. So, yeah, I love that it takes it beyond a performance review. It's not just about giving feedback. It's about connected activity that arose from the feedback. So, Helen, what, you know, maybe even just anecdotally, which is fine, like, what, 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 are, what are you finding? Like, you've got, you've got employees more invested in learning, driving their own learning uh, programs, connecting them to their career goals. Like, what are some of the things, what do employees tell you, or what are they feeling? Like, how are they... How are they like interacting with the tool, and more importantly, how does that make them feel about uh, themselves, their career, and West Marine? Like, what are some things employees tell you? So, I think I think we get a lot of folks reaching out to other associates now for mentorship that they never did before. They're realizing that that's available to them. They are seeing people's stories, mm -hmm. and you know, for mine, just as a personal, I wanted to do more public speaking, and so as that gets and here you are on the market. Here you are. exactly. <laughs> And as that gets recognized more and more, I, I'll have associates reach out to me about, hey, I have a hard time public speaking, but I know that my DM wants me to give a presentation to the district next week. What are some tips you can give? So that. I'm starting to see a lot of that where associates are just reaching outside mm. their walls for folks. As a company, we like to, to really be centered on knowledge, just in general. Mm. Now, most of that is more product related, but... Our store managers are encouraged to be the business owners of their store. 
So we want them to create their own local store marketing. We want them to drive the business for their store. And now with all of these tools and they're able to see who's doing it well and, and be able to share maybe everything from pictures to a visual display to an event that they're having, they're able to share more and more. And it's been really cool to see them stretch themselves into being actual kind of business owners. Yeah as a manager. I love that. Yeah, these are great outcomes of connecting more with each other, Absolutely. learning from each other, sharing information it's across the company. That's a different yeah, message with technology. It's cool. great story. So, all right, I have a hard-hitting question. Are you ready? Uh-oh. So, having been in HR, there is no HR for HR, right? We're the mm-hmm. cobbler's children. We don't always have ability to develop ourselves, maybe. It sounds like you just talked about, you know, you wanted to do more public speaking. How has it personally impacted your career? Is, is using this technology, this social sharing of you know, feedback and so forth, how has that impacted you personally? Because you've been there 10 years, right? A lot of people could say, oh, it's time to go. What is your story? So as I started this journey of IDP and I had to figure out how do I make this program work, I had all the pieces from all the research that all the, the executives had decided, but I had to actually make it doable mm-hmm. to do that. We typically do the work ourselves, right? So I made my plan. I made my dream. I figured out what it was. And the first step of that actually happened a year and a half ago at Insights was my very first. I submitted to do a session. Wow. Really? And That's everything amazing. has led from there. So I, you know, I worked with the Saba folks. They, Connie attended my session. I got great feedback, and from there, they reached out to me for other speaking opportunities to share my story, and I believe I've spoken now at four events. And won two awards. And oh yeah, don't be shy. Next, next week, we'll be uh, receiving our very first award as a talent management team through CLO Symposium, and then wow. at the end of the year, I believe it's actually January or February, we're receiving a Brandon Hall. And our That's talent amazing. management That's team amazing. has never gotten an award like this before. So for me personally, yeah. it has elevated the work that we do. It has given me opportunities to work with folks in my organization that are higher up than I had ever worked with before. Mm-hmm. Uh, shortly after Insights, I was promoted to a senior learning talent development specialist. Say that four times fast. <laughs> <laughs> and then as of... This week, I got my, my promotion. I'll be, I'll be the HR manager of our distribution center. There you go. Congratulations. Okay, so that's congratulations. awesome. That's a great I story. Think, I think the reason that's super important is because a lot of times, especially if you're in an organization where the, the HR team might be you know smaller due to cuts that have happened over the past few years, whatever, you do feel like an island sometimes. You don't feel like you have that support. You might not know how to connect better to the executives than the powers that be. I think what you're sharing is such a, a good example of how very quickly, a year and a half is not a long amount of time. No. <laughs> and, and how it builds off of each other. So just by stating what your dream is, putting it out there, having it public, having it tied to your, your organizational goals, it really did make a difference. Yeah. And that's just for one person. So, yeah, when you multiply that by all four or 5,000 employees, you can and see how quickly... We're a better company for it, too, because now HR is no longer just HR. HR is connected to marketing. HR is connected to our store operations in different ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, last year at Insights, I brought the director of our marketing department. Yeah. And this isn't a marketing event because I wanted her to see the potential. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we moved our entire intranet over onto the tool this year. I love it. Now we're just, it's even more than training. It's more than an HR tool now. Awesome. Helen. More than an HR tool. It's a great story. Like this? <laughs> More than it. an HR tool. I'm writing that, that down. So no, this I has s- been 
sincerely love. I'm going to tell you what. This is HR Happy Hour show. We are the leading podcast about HR. I'm going to tell you what. We are deep into HR these last few shows. We are. We're in individual development plans and goal setting and performance ratings and feedback. I mean, it doesn't get more HR geeky than this show, which is great. That's a great thing. We're going to do a payroll show next, I think. I love payroll. (laughs) And you know that. Helen Rossiter, West Marine. The website is westmarine.com for all your boating and uh, all your needs on the sea. What was the tagline? For your Uh, life on the water. Life on the water. Life on the water. Needs on the sea has a little ring to it. I'll pass that up to marketing. That's not the the marketing team. Clevers. All your needs on the sea. Well, great to meet you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Your public speaking career is blossoming once again. She's going to be a podcaster. This time, Insights next year, she's going to have her own own HR Marine podcast. (gasps) See, I, I'm planting the if seed. You, if, you, if you can take, if you take the title for your needs on the sea, though, I'm. Okay, I <laughs> might, you may get a call, Connie. I'm going to give you the last word here. Great to see you. Great. Wrapping up the what, what, wrapping up the event. What, what's next? What do we should be looking at for you? Saba.com, of course. Absolutely. S-A-B-A.com. You're going to see a lot more exciting things coming from Saba, but what we're always, always going to do is make sure that those good news, the awesome stuff that we're delivering in our products are matched with the voice of our customer. Things like what you've heard from Helen today are exactly why we build what we build to drive their business forward and and to give their employees experience they deserve. And I think that's pretty unique still today. I think a lot of times you see, while there are tech companies that certainly build what they want to build, which Mm -hmm. isn't necessarily solving actual problems in the field, right? So having that close tie to to the true customer needs, I think, is is very unique. Cool. Awesome. This has been fun. Good. Trish McFarland, good to see you again. Good to see you as well. Maybe It's fall. I see you all the time. We'll pick some other event and do a show (laughs) soon. Uh, Thanks, Virgin Pulse, once again, www.virginpulse.com. For all your needs on the sea. Well, not exactly, but <laughs> we'll maybe cover that on my other podcast, like Boating Life Today. Oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, my other one, we'll, we'll, we'll take that on. So, uh, okay. All right, that's it from the HR Happy Hour Show. For Connie, for Helen, for Trish, my name's Steve Bowes. Thank you so much for listening to the HR Happy Hour Show. We will see you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the HR Happy Hour Show. Your source for information and conversation on work, the workplace, technology, and more. Learn more and listen to all the show archives at www.hrhappyhour.net.